Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on? I feel like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutadi. Mojo, we're going to start with an absolutely insane moment in a Major League Baseball game involving maybe not the biggest star, but, but right now probably the best player, Ronald Acuna Jr., the outfielder for the Atlanta Braves. Dude is absolutely incredible. Everything. This guy is amazing, Mojo. But last night, a really scary moment. So the Braves were in Colorado playing in Coors Field against the Rockies. It was a route, 14-4. Seventh inning, Ronald in the outfield when two fans ran up to him and approached him and things got physical. Take a look. So there was Mojo. I don't know if these fans intended to harm Ronald, but the bottom line is obviously that you've got, you know, a bunch of people around him. He ends up falling to the ground. Could have been a dangerous situation. Again, you have no idea what these fans intended to do. Well, Babcock, it finally, finally happened. We have talked about player safety from fans rushing the field since well before I started on TMZ Sports, that's for sure. Usually, we see streakers, we see people with posters, with shirts, body paint, trying to put over and spread some special message, trying to make people laugh. It usually doesn't involve players in any way, shape, or form, but we've always talked about What if, what happens when these fans go after the players? Now it becomes a serious problem. Looking at this video in particular, I don't feel like these fans were intending to enact harm on Ronald. I don't think that at all. It was just, look how the second guy comes up. It's almost like they just wanted to hug the guy to maybe make a joke, make people laugh or something like that. Um, Everybody went down, maybe because he was carrying a security guard uh, over with him when this happened. But this is a problem and it's getting scarier as these things go on because who's to say that one of these guys weren't carrying a weapon of some kind. We're Mojo, trying. it's true. I mean, look, you look back and, and you know, maybe the, the younger people uh, don't remember this. In 1993, Monica Seles attacked on the court, stabbed uh, on, on a tennis court, playing in a tournament. And things like that can happen. I mean, thankfully, fortunately, Monica Seles made it through that okay. But we've seen it before in the past. And, and yes, uh, they, I mean, if those fans had a weapon on them. And look, we're, uh, you know, there's a story going on right now. It's not this, but a fan that got a gun into a White Sox game. Uh, you can get weapons into 
uh, sporting events past security, and, and you have no idea what could have happened if these fans actually wanted to hurt him and uh, whether or not Ronald Acuna Jr. could have gotten injured or, or even worse and, and killed. And you just don't know. Now, after the game, Ronald, uh, through an interpreter, he's a Latin player, through an interpreter, was obviously asked about what happened, and he spoke about the scary incident. How scared were you in that moment in right field? Mira, de verdad que un poco, un poco, un poco como asustado, pero yo creo que no, no pasó los fanáticos. Yo creo que están, me están pidiendo una foto, pero yo creo que la, la seguridad llegó y ya, pero todo está muy bien. Uh, I was a little scared at first, but you know, I think the, the fans were out there and asking for a picture, but um, security was able to get there, and so I think everything's okay. Everyone's okay. Yeah, Mojo, you can't. The problem here, Babcock, is. How do you fix this problem before it gets worse? I mean, security already has a tough enough job. I don't yeah. really think you can blame too many of these instances on security no. not doing their job. There's thousands, tens of thousands of people at these games. If fans want to rush the field, they're going to. You can't stop them. There's not enough security. You would have to hire at least one security guard for every fan in the right. stands. And that's just not practical. Even then, people will break through if they really want to. From there, what's your alternative? Maybe doing something similar to hockey? You know, putting up high glass to, to create some sort of barrier to keep the fans where they're supposed to stay and keep the players separate? I mean, now you're talking about diminishing the fan experience at a game, which will lead to a drop in ticket sales. Right. I, I really honestly don't know how you fix oh, this I, I got the answer, Mojo. You know what it is? You make the penalty severe enough that people don't think it's worth it to go out there and to hug Ronald Acuna Jr. You absolutely throw the book at every single person that steps foot on a field. And in this case, there were three people who were actually arrested. So two of the people, and we have their mugshots, we'll show them to you here. Two of the people who uh, ran out there and were with Ronald Acuna Jr., there was actually a third person who started uh, making their way onto the field but, but thought better of it. That person was arrested for trespassing. But these guys, they've got some other charges that they are going to be facing. I think that's got to be the, the only way to stop this from happening, Mojo. I think you've got to just really punish the people who decide to run on the field. And I think that's the only way you have any chance of, hey, you're not going to stop it altogether. Uh, you have enough drinks, you make stupid decisions. But I think you can really, really limit it, Mojo. I, I really do. Fastest man in the world right now is uh, an American. Uh, Noah Lyles absolutely killed it uh, in Budapest at the World Championships, winning the 100, winning the 200, also the 4x100 uh, meter relay race. And um, I'm not fast, and I don't know much about track, but this man uh, here is. He is one of the absolute greatest uh, sprinters that uh, that a track has ever seen. Uh, and speaking of winning the 100 and the 200, something uh, Justin has done as well. In addition to that gold medal, Justin Gatling, how are you, brother? How's it going, Justin? I'm good, Mike. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Talk to me, uh, and thank you for being here so much, Justin. Uh, I know you were watching this weekend. Obviously, we're not competing. Uh, controversy aside, for right now at least, uh, Noah, to, uh, to go out there in the, in the 100, not even supposed to be his race, wins the 100, wins his race to 200, anchors the 4x100 relay team. Talk to me about what Noah Lyles did uh, in Budapest. Well, it was a dream championship, man. I don't think people understand how hard it is to be able to go out and double, you know, to be able to win the 100, which you got to run three rigorous rounds, to come back only maybe a day later to come back and start your 200-meter campaign 
run all three rounds of the 200 and win in grand fashion, then to back it up the next day to run the relay to be able to get that third goal that you have. That's a, it, it takes everything out of your body. It takes everything that you have. So hats off to Noah for definitely going out there and doing that. The last person did that was obviously Usain Bolt. So I know what it feels like to go out there and run the one, run the two, and get on that team for the four by one. How good is he? I mean, I, I, I said you're one of the greatest. Absolutely no exaggeration there. You know that. That's an absolute fact. How good is Noah Lyles, Justin? And, and how, how good can he be? He's still only, I think he's 26 years old. He's still a young guy. Uh, good would be an understatement. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> and why I say he's great? Because everything that he said that he's going to do, he has done thus far. He's broken the American record that Michael Johnson held for many years. He's come back to say he runs. He wants to break the world record in, in the 200. He wants to run 9-6 and break the American record in the 100. He's that kind of athlete to where if he puts his mind to it, he's going to do it. He reminds me a lot of LeBron James, where he's very serious about his recovery. He's very serious about his planning and preparation. And his inner circle needs to be tight and understand what page everyone is doing and what everyone is set to do. Now, I'm glad you said LeBron James, because this is going to take me right into my next <laughs> So after the uh, after his last gold, obviously Noah said, "Hey, look, I'm I'm tired of the NBA players being called world champions when it's just a it's a North American league and all you know all but one of the NBA teams are in America." What do you think about what Noah Lyles said? Do you agree with what Noah said that the basketball players should not really call themselves world champions? That's a tough one, man. That's a that's a part about sports. Sports is always going to be in that gray area, whereas is this sport better than this sport? Does this sport, is this sport more rigorous than that sport? I mean, granted, the NBA plays 82 games, right? Each team plays 82 games a season. I couldn't imagine running 82 races a season. That, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll survive that or any other athlete would survive that, correct? So, right. but I think it was taken out of context and he said it in the wrong manner. You know what I mean? The fact is you look at the NBA players and, and the talent that they possess and a large majority of them are American-based. Yes. If you line up your five great, you know, up-to-date basketball players and you and you pit them against any other five from any other country around the world, I guarantee that our team is going to yes. win, you know, because that's, that's how it is. That's usually how it is for us. So, you know, it's kind of like a world champion, but not to have the accolade of a world champion. And basketball doesn't have a world championships. They have the NBA finals and they have the Olympics, which also makes them a world champion. But, you know, to go in to say that they're not world champions, they're world champion caliber. But track and field goes through that rigorous process of you can be the fastest in America, but you have to go out there and race the world to be known as the fastest in the world. Absolutely. Um, before I let you go, Justin, uh, obviously you retired a few years ago. When I texted you yesterday, you said, hey, I was, I was training. Uh, sorry, I got back to you a little bit later. What's going on? What are you training for? Talk to me uh, about what you got going on, Justin. <laughs> so I'm getting ready to open up Project 40. Project 40 consists of me. I'm a 40-year-old I'm a athlete. And um, I'm getting ready to take on the 40, 40 yard dash. There's been always been a lot of talk of who's faster, football players or, or track athletes. And I want to kind of lay that to rest by going out here at my age and a retired athlete and to show them that it's all about the science of it. It's all about the mechanics and the hard work that goes into it and understanding what speed is. And then after that, I want to open up a campaign to be able to go out there and teach 
and be able to show what Speed and Jelly is all about. All right. Now, you know, people are going to ask when they hear that you're still running. There's an Olympic Games coming up. People are going to ask, Justin, could you make a comeback? Could we see you trying to make that Olympic team, the U.S. Olympic team, and actually running in that 100-meter race? Mike, there's levels to it. Let's, I'm going to work on this 40 and then see exactly what my in-shape in this is and then go from there and say, okay, you know what? Maybe I can just keep on training and get ready for this Paris campaign. So it's not out the picture. It's not out the picture at all. Justin, thank you so much, brother, for your time as always. Uh, we'll talk soon. Let us know how the, uh, how the 40 campaign is going, man. Appreciate it, man. Coming up next in TMC Sports, Jimmy Garoppolo doing his very best Maverick impression. He gets in a fighter jet and does some pretty awesome stunts. Boy, does he look the part, too. It looks like he could have been in Top Gun. We'll show you the video. It's very cool. That's next on TMC Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, I am so jealous of Jimmy Caroppolo, not just because of uh, his, his great looks, the millions and millions of dollars that he has, but he got to do one of the absolutely, in my mind, what is one of the coolest things. He got to fly Mojo in a fighter jet and flying that probably does not do it justice because jimmy g was in the cockpit for some of the most incredible maneuvers mojo including actually somehow some way withstanding nine g's that's mm. how incredible these acrobatics that uh, that the pilot was doing in this f-16 obviously this multi-million dollar fighter jet. Uh, it's so cool. This all happened at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. Of course, Jimmy G, uh, not with the 49ers anymore. He is with uh, the uh, Raiders. He is their quarterback and um, I guess ingratiating himself with the local military community, Mojo. We actually have some video of Jimmy riding in the jet. This is so, so cool. You want to go right to the 90s? You tell me, you think I'm good for it? Like, let's, let's go for it. There's only one way to find out. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, you ready to go? Let's go. All right. Smash on the jet. As we accelerate, I'm going to say to Jimmy, squeeze, breathe, here come the G's. Mojo, now I'm, and you know this, I see like Top Gun like 50 times. Um, I love fighter jets. I have seen people go 
six G's tap out, cannot take it. To think of him actually withstanding nine G's, which means it's nine times the force of what gravity is here on Earth. So Jimmy G weighs 225 pounds on Earth. In nine G's mojo, he weighed 2,225 pounds when he was going through that maneuver. I don't know how he did it. All of the blood is being sucked down to the ground, out of your head. I don't know how he stayed conscious. I am completely dumbfounded that Jimmy G was able to do this. And by the way, Mojo, they also went like 1,500 miles an hour. Yeah, that's not bad. That's kind of fast. It's a little faster than he can run on a football field, I think. (laughs) I think so. Jimmy G getting his Tom Cruise on. You said it, pal. This is Top Gun all the way. And I actually know you agree with me because we've talked about this before. I know. The first one sucked. The second one, though, was awesome. Hopefully our show doesn't get canceled after we both share that opinion. (laughs) Certainly going to upset some people with that comment here. But, yes, that's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously. Look, he looks like Maverick. He he looks the part. I mean, if if Jimmy G wasn't a a starting quarterback in the NFL, I I think he could have been an actor in the movie Top Gun. He really looks like uh, a fighter pilot to me. Well, his timing was terrible because he should have done this before the movie because he could have at least gotten an extra role, maybe like one line, maybe even one word in the movie. But instead, he didn't. I will say, though, huge, huge missed opportunity with this one. I'm not talking about Jimmy G. I'm talking about the New York Jets could have gotten one of their guys in a fighter jet. This would have been more appropriate For those guys, especially because they are the team featured right now on Hard Knocks. Would have been fun. Hard Knocks would have eaten this up. They could have had Aaron Rodgers up there. They could have had Sauce up there. He would have been perfect. (laughs) Or that all-star D-tackle of theirs who had 11 sacks in practice the other week, documented heavily on Hard Knocks. This would have been the thing for the Jets here. Uh, Uh, Mojo, I... I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't think nine G's. I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have made it. You're right. Just he my probably would have done 12. <laughs> Speaking of not clean cut, there's the Philly fanatic. <laughs> Leave Shohei alone. Get that green fuzz ball out of there. That's your best friend. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, he's in awe of Shohei, like we all are. <laughs> It's like, no, I, I can't touch the unicorn. I'm just, uh, I'm just a fanatic. I'm not a unicorn. Well, hopefully he'll ride away soon. Of course, that was Shoei Otani and the Philly fanatic having some fun. And uh, with that, we're going to do some MLB oddities. Mojo, we're going to start with Sister Jean. Sister Jean, if you watch the NCAA tournament, you know she is uh, sort of the good luck charm for the Loyola Marymount basketball team. They've had success in the tournament over the last few years, and Sister Jean has been right there. And hey, how, how can you not love her? Look at her right there. She is now 104 years old, Mojo. She's still got an arm. So the uh, Cubs were actually playing uh, at Wrigley against the Brewers, and uh, Sister Jean celebrating her birthday, again, 104. She threw out the first pitch, Mojo. Look at that, kind of getting a, getting a little grip on the ball here. And watch this, still better than 50 Cent. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. And Mojo, we're going to say that was right down the middle for a strike. Uh, pretty cool to see. She did it last year when she turned 103. 104, Sister Jean is right there. And we're going to see her next year at Wrigley for 105.
That's right. First of all, I love the Philly fanatic. Can't, can't uh, not see him and think about Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Charlie <laughs> yeah. Kelly. Just going to say that out there. Yeah. But, I mean, sister here, my goodness, 104. I mean, look, man, how many people on earth are still alive at 104, let alone going to baseball right. games where there's a lot of ruckus and commotion <laughs> and throwing out pitches. Just the fact being able to throw the ball whatsoever is yeah. incredible. Yeah, this was really cool. I love that story. This one equally as funny. Remember when Jose Ramirez, uh, Guardian star, he dropped Tim Anderson, the White Sox star. Well, the Minnesota Twins wanting to get in on the fun a little bit here. Uh, they actually trolled Tim Anderson when the Twins were playing the Guardians when uh, Jose Ramirez was coming to the plate. You got to see here what they put on uh, the scoreboard. Mojo, listen to this. Jose Ramirez currently want to know with a first round TKO of Tim Anderson and a no decision against Miguel Cabrera. So <laughs> there making fun of Tim Anderson, who is just catching strays, not even playing in the game. This is the best biography stat I've ever seen at a sporting event. I think this is the best. I don't care how many home runs you've had or strikeouts or touchdowns. Give me these kind of stats. This is what I want (laughs) to see. This is what makes the game fun. Let everybody else crunch the numbers here. But when you're trying to have fun inside a stadium with families there, I hope this stat comes out every single time because this is the fun we want to be having. I love it. I I could not agree more. A lot of times people have said that baseball fans are old and the sport's not fun. These are the kind of things that teams and the sport needs to be doing to attract younger fans. Have some fun, guys. Baseball's fun. It's a game. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy ourselves. We have got the go, Mojo. We got a lot of big things planned tomorrow. The biggest stories, the best video, all of it. We'll have it here where it's going to be. The best show since today.